Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this uh, Tuesday morning. We're getting closer to the Eagles and those New York football giants, the divisional round of the playoffs. And the Eagles will be practicing today. Remember, it's a Saturday game. Today's like a Wednesday normally would be. So to practice. And, of course, we'll be all over finding out the status of some guys, Avante Maddox and and the such, and how they hold up. So Elliot's on the on the scene for that. Plus, uh, Tom Brady last night and the Bucs were just a disaster. I mean, they were abysmally horrendous. Perhaps Brady's last game. It probably should be based on the way he looked. Worst playoff game ever from Tom Brady. One of the worst playoff right. games I've ever seen anybody play, James. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what? It reminded me of the end of Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl in the last year because his defense carried him, but he stunk in the last year. I thought Brady was horrible last night. Also, uh, Flyers tonight, Anaheim, Sixers, Clippers, and a very busy show. Today on our show, you will hear Joe Giglio and Hugh Douglas, the new midday guys. That's a ten. That's right. That's at ten thirty. Ruben Amaro will join us. Mike Quick will join us. Rhea Hughes will join us. Ross Tucker will join us. You can as well. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Richie Rich. Joe. Hey, buddy. Snails can sleep for three years. That's pretty wild. Deep hibernation when I, the weather gets too extreme. Well, if they slept through that game last night, they were as entertained as we were because that thing was a bomb. I thought it was an entertaining game no, watching Tom no. Brady struggle. I felt bad for him. I know there's a lot of people out there anti-Brady. I'm pro-Brady. I, I just thought 
Like, it was worse than Michael Jordan with the Wizards. Michael Jordan with the Wizards wasn't a bad player. Brady last night was bad. He was bad. I mean, he and, and he they, looked fearful. Yeah. Uh, that interception that he threw, you know, it was sort of like a flinchy, oh. I got to get rid of it. Ah. That's the way he looked. And that's the way he looked when they lost those Super Bowls to the Giants because the pass rush right. was on him and it got in his head. That's that's what happens when you've got an O-line. They tried to bring a center back. You know, it just wasn't enough. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys, wow, they dominated they, that They game. crushed them. They crushed and, them. And that's with their kicker missing four, four extra points. <laughs> four, the first four extra points. How, how in the world yeah. did that happen? Un- unbelievable. All right, so if you want to react to last night's game and obviously the whole playoff setup, we now know, you know, Dallas versus uh, San Fran. Eagles versus the Giants, please do, 215-592-9494. I had a lot to do. John, let's tackle a major topic, a major topic around here. It has been all year. Frankly, it has been for two years. And it's the Jonathan Gannon thing. And I just got to say, floor is yours for everyone. Floor is yours to weigh in on Gannon, 215-592-9494. I mean, I got to tell you, John, I've seen a lot in Philly sports some, some really good, some really bad, uh, a lot in between. We have a history as a town, as a fan base, of getting a lot of things right about athletes and coaches and executives, and we have a history of getting a lot of things wrong about athletes and coaches and executives. I believe people have dramatically gotten wrong the Jonathan Gannon thing. I, I find it outrageous that so many people think he's trash and have trashed him along the way. I think he has been treated so incredibly unfairly. And I want to tackle it today as the Eagles get ready for the playoffs. Look, no one's more important in this playoff run than Hurts, and you'd probably list Sirianni next. Lane's in there somewhere because of his injury reality. But Gannon's high on the list. But, guys, I'm not saying he's Bud Carson. I'm not saying he's an all-time great, but I think he's pretty good. And I think the people that think he stinks are just flat-out wrong. John, the Jonathan Gannon thing. Talk to me. Jonathan Gannon, we don't give him a chance. Uh, It is inexplicable to me. And, well, I guess this all starts with we saw Buddy Ryan, we saw Jim Johnson do crazy stuff defensively. And it worked. It worked great. And so we expect more of the same. But, uh, you know, exotic blitz looks and that sort of thing. Jonathan Gannett, that's not his MO. But he has there is no question that he has been successful at, at, at what he does, his approach, which is prevent the big plays above all else. And I think that we as a fan base need to accept that the game has changed enough that this new conservative approach that he takes it absolutely works, and the numbers support that. Most most Eagle fans are so hard on this guy, and the Eagles were at the top of the league in in almost every category defensively. You can you can easily say this Eagles defense is more accomplished than any defense in the postseason. You know, if you ranked the de- the defensive success, you know we have the most uh, numerically. The, the best defense going. We were second in the NFL in ESPN's pass rush win rate. We had the third lowest average quarter, quarterback rating in the NFL. We, were, we gave up the fewest passing yards in the NFL. 
Second most quarterback hits. We know about the sacks. We yep. set sack records. Well, number one in the Eagles league and third, third most all time. Yeah. We uh, we were uh, what the uh, fewest yards per play, 4.8 yards per play for the entire season. That we were that, that's what a defense is supposed to do limit an offense. And we allowed the fewest yards per play for the entire NFL season. Yeah, I, I just find the narrative. I think it is outrageous how much people trash Gannon. Uh, guys, I'm not saying he's the best ever. I think he's pretty good. I think we're lucky to have him. Now, does he have good players? Yeah, he's got good players. How we helped him out a lot this year. And he's got much better players. But when you – I mean, look, we know they're average against the run. They finished 16th in the league against the run. But they also are – num- yardage. Yardage, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's yardage, not per play. That's total yardage. But we know against the pass they were number one. So there's a give and take there. They value stopping the pass more. Right. Now, you can say philosophically that's a mistake. And look, may- maybe that'll bite them in the playoffs. I mean, we'll find out. But I'm a believer in what he put together. Now, Seltzer, talk to me here. Because I know as we've done this show this year, you have, you're not like trashing Gannon, but you're not nearly as high on Gannon as John and I are. Why? Yeah, I, look, I was a, a flat-out Gannon hater. Last year, I thought he was actively bad at his job. Can I just say one thing? I think last year set in motion oh, how people feel this how year. How people feel I this agree. year. I, the, and by the way, if you applied that all the time, that wouldn't be fair. Like, Doug Peterson 2017, a lot better than Doug Peterson 2016. Carson Wentz 2017, a lot better than Carson Wentz 2016. Jalen Hurts 2022. A lot better than Jalen Hurts 2021. If all we do is make our assessment based on our first impression of someone, that would be absurd. Anyway, James, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, he's better than I thought he was, but I I think you guys are giving him way too much credit. I I think he is way more a product of the talent on the field than of what he does. I mean, he doesn't ever really change anything. He always does the same thing no matter who he's playing. It's like, oh, this situation, I'm playing a backup quarterback who's never started a game before. Let's sit back and let him kind of do his thing or whatever. Like, adjust. Be different. Like, adjust to your opponent. The thing that made Belichick so great over all the years was he's like, all right, what offense am I playing? How do I beat those guys? That's what I'm going to do. Who's their best player? I'm going to take that dude out. Like, he never does any of that stuff. It's like, all right, let's line up and go play. And that's fine because they're super talented, but at no point have I seen Jonathan Gannon scheme them to a win or do anything creative or interesting. I I just, I'm right, not let, impressed. Let me ask one question, then we'll get right to the phones. John, I'm curious. And without a 15-minute dissertation on defense, because I know we can get really X's and O's nitty-gritty, is what James just said accurate? Is it as simple as line up and play the same way every play, every game? No, I, or, I don't think it is. Because I don't, e- I don't either. Right, that's we've a, seen you know them. what I mean. More no, simple I, I, than, than I know other what, I know what you're people. saying, but, John, is, it, is what James just said accurate? Uh, we don't, it, it's just his philosophy. He is conservative by philosophy, and we don't do a lot of the unique things that you see other defensive coordinators doing. We're not stemming much before the snap. We're not you know, rotating safeties much. But we do do that stuff, and I think we do it enough to keep the opposing quarterback on his toes and questioning what he's looking at at times. And, the, the, yes, the personnel helps incredibly. You just look at last year yeah. compared to this year. No question. But Jonathan Gannon does enough to make this defense incredibly successful. You don't have to overcomplicate it if you are doing as well as you're doing with the, the, the simplified approach. So I'll say one thing and then right to the phones. Actually, it's two things. Number one, 
Elliot Shore Parks told me this morning the Eagles blitzed more this year than San Francisco. That probably shocks people, but Elliot told me that's a fact. So for everyone that's like they don't blitz enough or they never blitz, just know San Fran, who's also a great defense, the Eagles blitz more. Okay, that's number one. Number two, and I think people know this, but let me just say it in case you've forgotten. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, it wasn't like it was a Buddy Ryan, you know, Jim Johnson, we're going to send seven guys at you, rip your head off defense. While the Eagles blitz more than San Fran this year, it's not like the Eagles blitz a ton, but they're very effective at getting the quarterback and stopping the pass. Instead of blitzing, they're doing a lot of stunts. They do a lot of the ET yeah. stuff where you're twisting the D tackle yep. and the D end, and that's enough. Obviously, when when you lead the NFL in sacks and you set the Eagles' all-time record, <laughs> and you're sacks, third most of all time, enough. third most sacks of all time. I look. There's there's a there's a mindset that I agree with. If if you give your players a game plan that they feel comfortable with, that they can go out there and just cut it loose because they're not, you know, over-jumbled in their minds with all of these different assignments, It you play better. Guys play fast because Gannon has boiled it down to where they are most effective, and I think you have to give him credit for that. All right, let's go to the phones. I mean, it is a wide-open, the floor is yours discussion on Jonathan Gannon. I don't get it. I think the town's been remarkably unfair to him. 215-592-9494. Maybe you think Richie and I have our head screwed on wrong, and maybe we do, but I don't think so. Let's go to Damon and Concha Hawken, who, uh, who kicks us off this morning. Good morning, Damon. What's going on, guys? Hi, Damon. Hey, so I love the conversation. I think um, defensively, it's the biggest question for this game. And what we have to do, I, I feel like, and I want to know what you guys think, and this goes right into talking about Jonathan Gannon and his adjustments he has to make, is are we going to be able to contain Daniel Jones? Is his game plan going to reflect the fact that last week or this on this wild card weekend, we saw him run all over the field. And when we played the Giants, we kind of weren't letting Hurts do his thing. And and you look at that. We have the more talented team all around with weapons and everything. I'm not afraid of the Giants' wide receivers. What I'm afraid of is this game goes on, and at the end of the game, Daniel Jones has anywhere, even if he has anywhere close to the rushing yards yeah. that, that Hurts has, that's going to be whether we win or lose because they have to do what they have to do to contain him, and that's get the rush home. But then it's also Gannon making. Listen, sure there's there's no doubt. Look, what, what you're Damon, Damon, what, not, what what you're describing right. is is dead on. I mean, that's the challenge, and I and I do think the defense will be predicated first and foremost to trying to contain, honest to God, Daniel Jones even more than Saquon, and you know the edge guys are going to have to be very important to have contain. It's not going to be easy. I think, John, the fact that they face Jalen Hurts in practice probably helps because it's not like the Eagles face a statue in training camp and throughout the year when they practice. They face a guy that's got more wheels than Daniel Jones. Um, it's a challenge. I mean, John, what, I, what is yeah, the – Yeah, assignment, assignment sound football when you're, when you're uh, getting upfield as a pass rusher, staying in your lane, keeping contain, you know, keeping that outside arm free. Uh, and and remember, when we played the Titans, there were times in that game where Ryan Tannehill 
would beat us on a third and long yeah. with his legs. And look, that's going to happen. It, that's that will occur at times. You have to try to minimize it as best you can. And it's all about just being disciplined. And and it's it's a real positive that this team they they know what's ahead of them. And and I agree with you. I think it's more focused this game plan on hemming in Daniel Jones than it is stopping Saquon Barkley. We don't prioritize no. stopping the run the way we do other things. And and we are uh, Gannon will have them ready. He's had them ready all year. They've done a good job. And and we just like to bag on this guy yeah. because he's not Jim Johnson and he's not Buddy Ryan. And he got off to a bad start. Well, no, yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of it. He got off to a bad start. Right. Huge well, part of it. And and so now you've got one season of mediocrity. And, and yeah, it, it could have been better, but he could have had better players to no work question with. About when it. he was given better players to work with, man, this thing came together. And we've been outstanding all year long. All right, Jonathan Gannon, do you believe in him or not? Has the, te- has the town treated him fairly? Or not. Let's go to Sam and Glenside. Sam, what do you make of Jonathan Gannon? Sam A. Sam not ready to go. We go to Jeremy and Vineland. Hi, Jeremy. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Good Great. buddy. All right, Jeremy, Jonathan Gannon, do you believe in him or not? Oh, no, because I'm a Giants fan. So right, hold on, hold on. Not now. Not now. <laughs> we'll get back to you. We're not taking you as a second call. Steve in Egg Harbor Township. Steve, you're on WIP. Yeah, I'm extremely nervous about Jonathan Gannon because – um, if we play this soft zone, the Giants have already shown in the last two games against the uh, Vikings that they can go on 17 and 20 play drives. And if they play this soft cover zone and the Giants go into max protection and they use Barkley the way I would use him, little dump off passes, get him involved in the game, and then he's little short covered pay, you know, these short uh, passes over the middle, uh, we could be in trouble. This is not a gimme game. I believe we're going to win. But it's not, it's not gotta, a gimme game. It's yeah. got to be a little more aggressive to me, I think. Well, it's not a gimme game. And if anything, I think it – see, people aren't going to like to hear this, John. I think it's actually the opposite of aggressive when you're facing Daniel Jones. It's, it's more about containing than it is I, – I don't – John, talk to me. Is it a more aggressive game or a less aggressive game, given that he can do all those bootlegs? Well, I, I think you have to mix the coverages, and, and that's Thank what, you. what he's talking about here. Uh, what we saw – in the second half of the season, when we were banged up in the secondary, we watched Jonathan Gannon not showing confidence in the in in all of the DBs. So you can't run man, uh, you know, extensively when you don't trust everyone to hold up in man on their little island. And I think now that you have C.J. Gardner Johnson back and in, in that slot, he will show more confidence. He knows he has to mix the coverages to try to get inside Daniel Jones's head. Joe, I look when you have a quarterback who runs, man is not the best the the best coverage right. to to you know turn to uh, you know more. So yeah, I think we'll see a lot of zone, uh, but I think it'll it'll be a mix. It should be a nice mix, and and I do think we'll disguise things which. We haven't done that much of this year, but when we have shown it, guys have been effective. I, I, One thing real quick. Yeah. Can I jump in real quick? Please yeah. do. The thing Go that ahead. concerns me also is, you know, they uh, we played their second and third stringers the last game of the season. We have not been playing our best football as of late. And I understand Minshew was in there a couple of games. 
But that Wink Martindale showed some things against our guys last week with second and third stringers blitzing and getting home. Uh, he worries me too. So I think it's going to be a very, very close ball game, and I think we're going to be biting our fingernails and maybe our toenails in the fourth quarter. I we am mo- very concerned <laughs> about yeah, – Nice you down there. That's funny. Uh, Joe, uh, only uh, – our bit uh, blitz pickup – has been the biggest concern for me this year. And Wink Martindale, you know, he's got that on tape. While we were holding back and, and trying to show as little as possible uh, in our last game of the regular season, the biggest issue I have is that it doesn't look like our offensive line knows who they're picking up all the time. And Wink is going to capitalize well, on that. Well, so we that's – have to shut that down. That, that's got to be extra meetings all week this week, making sure guys know – who they've got, making sure guys communicate the calls because they had so many free hitters in in week 18. Yeah, they sure did. Let's go to Anthony right now in South Philly. What's up? What's going on, Anthony? Hi, buddy. How are you? Hi, John. Hey, Anthony. Uh, Joe, listen, I'm not feeling too good, but you're making me get out of my sick bed to call you with this. I think you do it on purpose to me. Um, first of all, see these stats with this guy? Let me tell you, stats lie. If you go by stats, last year the Eagles had a top ten defense. I think anybody that's got a half a brain knows they didn't. No, that that's a that's a fair point. I mean, they, they okay. again this year did not face a a bevy of good quarterbacks. So obviously okay. their statistics are enhanced exactly. by facing some bad offenses. That yeah, is you know, true. The, the stats yeah. also tell you Carson Wentz was a top fifteen quarterback the last three years, and we all know he's a bum. All right, so let me get on to this now because I got about five or six points because I'm sick of hearing about this guy how great he is. All right. And I told you before, Joe, I made a prediction. And I'm sticking by it. If we lose, it's going to be because of him. I don't care about blitzing. See this narrative that everybody wants him to blitz, Jim Johnson's defense, all that? That's nonsense. They don't have to blitz. They got sacks coming out their rear end. They don't need that. All right? They, all they got to do is play tire coverage, various coverages, and press the, the receivers more instead of letting them run free down the field uh, five and ten-yard passes all day. Uh, let me give you an example. Dak Prescott, 77% against us, okay? He was 24 for 24 against his own. You can't do that against air, all right? He was 3 for 11 against man, but yet he insists on playing zone. The Washington game, did he scheme out of the wrong problems? No. How he ran out and got him a, a two all pros to help him. He's playing with a pat hand at every level of the defense. His third down conversions are near 50%. It tires out your defense and makes your offense go cold sitting on the sideline, okay? And let me tell you another mistake he's making that he better correct soon. When we go to dime defense, he don't take T.J. Edwards off the field. He's getting cooked covering running backs and tight ends. He should have Tazier Roy out there who's more agile and and faster, and he's not doing that. And let me tell you who agrees with guys like me. Ray Dittinger, Seth Joyner. Jason Avant. Not Ray. Seth, 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 Seth does, but I'll tell you I'll tell you this, Anthony. We had Ray on the show and we have some audio and we can play it later today. Ray thinks the town's been very unfair to Gannon. He was very clear about with that well, with us a week or two ago. Now let me give you a, a But Seth, a, Seth go, go, certainly agrees with you. <laughs> go to go to uh, 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 Rob Ellis's podcast with Barrett Brooks and uh, and 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 D Gunn and uh, it's called the uh, Ray Denger makes sense of the eight and one Eagles. And it, see what his response All is right. when he play that uh, clip when they ask him about Gannon's defense. All right, hey a- a- Anthony, I hope you feel better, man. 
Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. I don't remember it happening. I I can't think of plays off the top of my head where T.J. Edwards is out there getting burned by backs and tight ends. I thought T.J. Edwards this season has shown a real leap in his ability to get where he needs to be. That was the Michael Kendricks special. Michael Kendricks was the guy who couldn't. James, is that the Lions running back still open from Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, he's still running. Still running. That was brutal. Hey, we had to give away today a pair of uh, tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show January 28th through February 5th. It's at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Tickets available at phillyautoshow.com. Again, that website, phillyautoshow.com. John, um, the television show The Monkees debuted on this date back in 1966. Fascinating concept. I mean, you got a band. It's a band that's, you know, uh, it basically like what a boy band became, you know, in the, in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, they were for their time. It was catchy music, and it, it turned into a TV show. It'd be like if NSYNC turned into a TV show around 2001 or whatever. Um, TV show about music. John, curious from your end, from Seltzer and everyone today, as we look to give away a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show, because there are a lot of big answers for television shows and especially movies. TV shows or movies that are about music. I mean, music is, and here, let me just say this. I'm not necessarily looking, I mean, matter of fact, I'm not looking for a musical that's about, uh, you know, uh, any topic that's, like, if the musical is about making music, then that'll qualify. But it's a, if it's a musical that's, Unrelated to music, James, you understand? Like, give me an example. I can give you an exact example okay. of, of specifically what you're talking about okay. right now. It's a, a kid's movie. It's called Sing. And it is a movie where these animals sing. There you go. But it's literally about them putting on a show where they sing in the show. So it's that actually, would qualify. That would qualify. And the Pirates of Penzance is a musical. <laughs> exactly. It's about pirates. Yes, there you go. Exactly. All right. And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang would not be a qualifying answer. I don't even know what that's about, but it's not about music. I don't believe. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Know either, but I dude, think it might be about me. I think it might th- have something to maybe. do with music. Maybe. 35 years ago I watched it. John, give me a great answer. A TV show or a movie about music. I stopped watching this halfway through. I thought Lady Gaga was just oh, incredible. Yeah. A Star is Born. And they've had a few incarnations yep. of it, but... A Star is Born, uh, Bradley Cooper was amazing, and Gaga, just a great movie. It's really, really good. It is, and, and very sad in many ways. Seltzer, give me a great answer. Uh, I'll take this opportunity to, to you weren't here. I mentioned this to Richie when I filled in for you last week. I saw Elvis, and I did not like it. I Same. thought it was super average wow. at best. I thought he yep. was great. Like, the Austin Butler was phenomenal. He was. As a, he was amazing, like, legit, legit amazing. Yep. I thought... Almost like the music scenes were fine, but on the whole, not a fan. Well, I disagree, but fair enough. Look, a lot, lot of ways to go here. One that hits me: a movie about music. I mean, Almost Famous was just spectacular. I mean, it was just the best. It was awesome. Well, let's find out what is the best today. A TV that show. That could be a, a Mount Rushmore joke. It could you be. Gave me all sorts of flack yesterday <laughs> for taking a top-flight answer. Oh, by the way, speaking of yesterday's answers, we never did arrive at a conclusion of what the winning answer is, because we, we are turning it into a Twitter poll question of the day today. We'll get to that next. Plus, also joining us next, the new midday show here on WIP. That, which will debut when we debut in the mornings. Joe Giglio and Hugh Douglas will be in the middays. And uh, those guys are, are going to join us next in studio for some extended time. Plus, all the phone calls. Someone makes sense of it to me. Why do you hate Jonathan Gannon? Or why do you think the people that hate Jonathan Gannon are wrong? 
because a lot of people are wrong one way or the other. What say you? 215-592-9494. Joe Cameron, John Rich on WIP. <laughs> Love it. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Rich, you know, what is going to be, I mean, John, for us, amongst the most busy days we've ever had on the show as far as a lot of parts in the show. Because later today, Ruben Amaro will join us. So will Mike Quick. So will Rhea Hughes. So will Ross Tucker. And we're going to get as many calls in as we can. But, wow! Yeah. But I'll tell you, speaking of wow, um, as we move to the morning sometime, hopefully in a month, right, John? I mean, the idea is Eagles play in the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and then, you know, there's a parade, and then, you know, that's when Angelo then retires after the parade, and then, you know, we're, we're, we're in on a Monday. It's like five weeks from now. But it could be as soon as, oh, hell, it could be as soon as 13 days from now. Don't so we that. said hey we, now. we better get on welcoming the, the new midday show here to this time slot because they they're going to rain over this time slot. And, uh, of course, it's been announced. This is certainly no announcement, but we welcome to this time – and they are in studio with us for about the next 45 minutes, uh, Mr. Joe Giglio and former Eagles player and, of course, Eagles Hall of Famer, number 53, still climbing up the back of Jim Miller and jamming him in, in the turf, Mr. Hugh Douglas. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Hey, guys. What's up, guys? How you feel, man? Thank you for the invite. And this you, is awesome. How do you guys feel? I mean, you're, 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 you're stepping into very small shoes. Hugh, I mean, replacing Richie, that's, that's super easy, man. You know what? It's not. I've, I've had a chance to listen to John. John John is a very deep thinker, and I listen to some of the questions that he asks, and I'm like, damn, that's that's the high bar to climb right there, man. He's I don't got, know, like those intellectual nice. questions that he yeah. asks that, oh. that have the, the, the uh, host, I mean the uh, guest, like thinking a lot. I'm like, damn, I'm not going to be able to. So we need to be deep thinkers here on the Midday Show? Is, well, that, a, is that our goal? No, I, I mean, I guess I, I, can't, I can't be nothing that I'm not. I'm not asking those kinds <laughs> here's of questions. Here's the deal. Here's how I'll sum it up because I've told people off the air, and I'll say it on the air. I might have said it before on the air. I might not have. John is more of a thinker than a feeler. Uh-huh. Joe, I believe with Hugh, you're getting a feeler. And I don't mean – I mean, you can I know think. what you're saying. I mean, like, I, it's you're, like you, spontaneous. Spontaneous. And the, you, you run with emotion. They've got me in trouble in time. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, like, I pulled that back a lot, but, yeah, it's got me in trouble at times. Where's uh-huh. the emotions on his sleeve? It feels hey, like. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there but I go. had to pull it. Yeah, I pulled it back. So, Joe, how do you feel about, you know, what's about to happen here? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but, but like you guys, I'm sure, it's a little weird that we don't know exactly when. And, and I think, yeah. you know, like you said, Joe, we're all hoping it's after a Super Bowl here. But I'm excited. This is this – is, um, I mean, I think it's going to be awesome for the station. Obviously, we're going to miss Angelo here for, for a long time, but I, I'm excited for our next chapter, and I'm ex- I'm excited to know when it's going to be. Like, I here's what I'm excited for: when the Eagles win the NSC Championship game in a couple of weeks, we will know when we're starting. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, win or lose in that yeah. Super Bowl, Correct. we're going to know when they clinch the NFC Championship game. We'll know when this all happens. Yeah, how, it, yeah. Go ahead, John. How well do you guys know each other? We're learning. We're learning. We've talked. Do you find that you've got a lot in? See, in that's what common? I'm talking about. See that that right there. Ooh. We have nothing in common. Because hey, maybe that's good. Because this guy, <laughs> Joe DeCamera, I thought he was an alien for the first year and a half. Is that right? I, I, I wasn't now. sure. And he and he actually did not like me. Is that right? right? Guys, I, hold up, you guys didn't like each other. Let's not just say. <laughs> I didn't, way, right? No, no, no. I, I didn't, was in the middle of you two with both of you not super huge fans. Of I each didn't other. dislike John as a human. I disliked what he brought to the table <laughs> exactly. as a talk show host. And John Is that right? actually yeah. disliked you as a what, human. What, what, so, I mean, what, what was that like though? What was that like? What did it was you awkward, like? It was man. A, a blur now. Well, uh, so I'll give you a for instance. I, he he knew nothing about baseball, and he'll talk about that candidly today. He knows that I never watched baseball. He he watches for the last five years. 
He has watched every pitch of every Phillies game. How about every this? one. But the, for me, it was really tough in the beginning because baseball is uh, a big deal. No, it wasn't as big five, six years ago. The Phillies stunk. But it's like, yeah, you got to be able to talk baseball. I mean, he and I'm not ripping on him here. It's just I'm just talking truth. No, I, like, I got he it. really, really didn't know what he's talking about there. How about this? When I first got here, when I first started working on the radio, me and Rob Cherry used to work on the weekends, and there were times where I, I didn't know that much about baseball. And we used to work Phillies games. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> yes. being on the air yes. for like five hours, not knowing to talk about baseball? But it's people, you know, people listen. People listen, man. And, and you know, I learned. <laughs> and, and me and Rob played off each other very, very well. So it's one of those things, man. It, it's, it's a slower game. It, it really is. But there's uh-huh. a lot going on. Like, I, I learned that from, from talking to Jimmy Rollins. There's a lot going on out there on the Oh, field. a ton. And yeah. I'll tell you, you're going to be with, with Julio here, Hugh. In my opinion, in all due respect to Seltzer and Fritz, and certainly me in particular, see what I just did there. You're respecting you are, you, you will be with the top baseball guy. At the station, no, I've heard Julio. that. I've heard I've heard a lot of things about. I mean, you. I'm obviously too. Seltzer shouldn't be even listed with me, Fritz. And Julia, all right? <laughs> you know what, Hugh? I don't care who the Royals backup shortstop is. I don't need to know that. I let I let Seltzer and Fritz no, handle it. There's some, some guys. They take some deep dives into baseball. Yeah. But I did hear that. that. That was the one thing that I heard about Joe. Before I got here, it was like, yeah. hey, man, he he takes he he knows his baseball. He knows and it's a lot a, about his And it's a big, like, John, you know, four or five months, I mean, whatever it is. Sometimes it tails off around August, but not this year. You know, sometimes it's like, here come the Eagles and the Phils are done. But this year through, I mean, Joe, the October thing. It was unbelievable. Right? It really was. And and the cool part is the excitement we're going to have for this season, right? When we all start our new shows, I mean, we're spring training is about a month away, maybe three weeks away. Maybe be, it might be in spring training when we start. So I'm excited for that. Let me ask you guys this. When did when did you guys feel it click? It started turning around the six-month mark. Um, the NFL draft was in Philly. And I think we had good content related to that. And that that's one thing that struck me. I think that we started incorporating drops on our show. James, play James, do, do a little just quick, just just run through some drops here because we were very boring. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, some would say Richie. So there, Richie there's was... a real specific is. It's not just drops. It's drops of a particular human. Did it fall? We heard Joe do things like that, and it completely changed our show. And then we had. That's the one. Damn impressive. Shut his hole. So so wait a minute. my man? Me. So it took y'all six months to get going. Just to put a foot in the door. And then. And then the Eagles Super Bowl run helped. And then we did get to know each other more on a personal level. Mm-hmm. By the way, I opened up a lot. I was very That's a huge point. Huge. Joe was He was a he was a closed in shell. Hesitant yeah. to, to reveal anything about himself. So can I ask And he'd you always guys, been doing shows by himself, so uh-huh. he never did. Right. So I gotta deal with that with himself. Joe over here because he's been doing shows by himself. Yeah, a I lot. mean Joe and I are our paths are kind of similar. Joe very. went from night uh, to the midday. Mm-hmm. I'm going from night to the midday. It's different when you I mean I'll you know, we'll do it together, but Working by yourself is just a different atmosphere. Yes. It's a different way you do a show. Can I can I ask you guys a personal question? Yeah. Because you said it took y'all six months to get going. Just right? a, a little bit, yeah. So when did y'all kiss? You <laughs> know? Because you said y'all got intimate. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when did y'all look in each other's eyes and say, you know, well, you actually, I, I don't make know this you, They looked in each other's eyes, and John said, "I this. will crush your face." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I meant that. But he does I have that, that. He does have that beautiful yeah. hair. No, see, He's listen, got like that Brad Pitt hair. This from is Legends not. This is not the John Ritchie that I know. All right, what did you? Like, what did the you John know? Ritchie that I know was really laid back. Yeah. Me and John would have talks about certain things that yeah. probably we can't talk about on the air. But you know, he was like I said, the, the John Ritchie I know, man. 
I remember when his son was born, Joe. You yeah. probably remember this. He gave out packs of Big League Chew, but it had Big League Joe on it. Yeah. And 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 another thing right that I remember about him. Bowl, yeah. He was 13 sure. days old at the Super Bowl in Jackson. And that was the coolest thing. And there's another thing that I remember. John Ritchie, during the Super Bowl, me and my son rode up here when the Eagles had their parade. John Ritchie handed me a can of beer. Mm-hmm. And I never drank that beer. As a matter of fact, that beer is still in my truck. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and that that's what I remember. John was one of those guys that he was a football player, but he was he had so many different layers to him. I'm not surprised that he's doing radio right now. Wow. Not at all. This is very uncomfortable. No, it's good stuff. <laughs> very nice. It's very good. Nice it's to good. Say that. And I'll say this to you. You referenced something, then we'll get some calls in here, and I got to get this Twitter poll question. I'm actually curious your opinion, but um, I loved seeing you at the parade. Like when you came up from Atlanta for that parade, you know. That means a lot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, man, yes. listen. I, you know, we had an opportunity to, to bring a Super Bowl to Philadelphia. We didn't do it, my son was here. And, and, you know, it was like we were watching the game. And when they won, we were just like, dude. And I called my job and said, hey, man, we ain't going to be here next week. <laughs> we're going, we going to Philly. We're going to Philly. So yeah. we jumped in the car and we rolled out, man. And uh, that, that's a memory. You know, when you do it with your kids like that, man, that's a memory that they'll never forget. And it was just great having them up here, being at WIP at the time when Angelo was uh, hosting from the parade, seeing you guys. Yeah. That was that was a great time, and it really, really was. Hugh, one question, then we'll get to some calls here. I'm curious when Angelo announced he was going to retire. How soon after did the wheel start spinning in your head? This could work out that there will be an opening, and I could come back to Philly. You know what? It it didn't work like that. Like the idea was kind of put in my head, and I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, damn, it's cold in Philly. <laughs> like, the strip clubs here in Atlanta, they get naked. They get naked, <laughs> naked. And they got some of the best chicken wings that you could ever have. And I'm like, but you did play in Philadelphia. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like going home. So once I started to, to warm up to the idea of, of coming back, then it started to – it took a long time. To get to this point, boy, it took a long time. It took wow. a long time. Interesting. But I- now I'm here. And Let, I'm happy. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio with us here. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie. All right, so the Jonathan Gannon thing, why people dog him so much, and they really do. Uh, again, uh, a lot coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. But let's rock some calls right now. Sam and Glenside. Sam, you're on WIP. Yeah, hey, I don't know what happened there. We got disconnected, but uh, glad to be back on And, hey, glad to hear you there. And maybe he can weigh in on on one of my concerns, um, you know, with, with what's going on with Gannon. Is, uh, I, like, I like what he's doing with the defense. Um He's kept us in games, but yet um, there's certain times it takes a while for him to adjust to to see when that opposing offense is driving down the field, and we're playing zone, zone, zone. We're getting picked apart. It's uh, my concern is he just takes too long to adjust to maybe press coverage, a little more pressure on the quarterback. That's my concern on the defensive part. Um, on the offensive part with Steichen is nine passes in a row. A um, couple runs, five more passes, is, is to mix it up a little bit more, confuse the defense. Uh, they're my concerns as far as this, the game coming up. I think that, Sam, your concern about the, the soft zone and, and things like that, I, I, I hear that echoed all the time. And, and personnel dictates a lot of what Jonathan Gannon has done this season. And you should take solace in the fact that we are as close to having the full you know, gamut of personnel secondary wise 
as we've been in a long time, and he is going to mix it up. Hugh, I mean, you're you're a defensive guy. What do you think? You know we, what? It, we it, weren't it, good enough at man coverage with the guys we had on the field to run press coverage. You know what, you know what Richie? I heard, like, since I've been here, that's all I've been hearing about this defense and why they're doing this, that, and the third. And I'll say this. When you don't have guys in the secondary that you can be confident in to do their job, it limits you in the yeah. plays that you can call. And, and, and I, I compared it to this. I, I, we had a chance to play with Troy Vincent, Bobby Taylor, Al Harris, and Brian Dawkins. <laughs> you talk about arguably Seriously, the best. that is, that is no, essentially no. four cornerbacks. No, cause, listen, cause you got Doc four corners. Corner. Yeah, he was a corner. Doc was Mr. Multi-Tool guy. He was, he was a, a corner. He was a linebacker. Any place safe. When you have a defense that you can lock everybody up, and, and then you got to think, we played press. You could play press for real. Like, it wasn't no five yards and let them yeah. get off the line. You could play press for real. So you had two big corners, a third corner that was taking away that third option, and then Brian Dawkins walking up in the box. You That allowed us to do whatever we wanted to do. And let's not forget, Jeremiah Trotter was in the middle. Yeah. Like, taking over the center. It Like, everybody's defense can't be like that. You don't, you don't – and when your personnel gets hurt – it limits you, and you're not comfortable calling certain things knowing that you're going to hang guys out to dry. You can't do that. That's a and different thing. Hey, hey, hey Sam, give me an answer, man, a, a TV show or a movie about music. Yeah, before I give you that answer, Joe, just an answer to your question for when I was out in Dallas with my ex. There's, there's no hanky-panky going on. Okay? Just, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. That's oh, great. That's good to know. We missed hold that up. part. Wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Can, can he I, went on a trip with his ex. Yeah. And then you didn't get – nothing happened? No, no, nothing happened. I call BS, BS on that. All right, give me an answer, man. It's something about music. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, School of Rock. You got it, boy. Yeah, sure. Great appreciate one. That. Appreciate you know, that. press press coverage with Bobby Taylor is a lot different than <laughs> yes, press coverage is. with any other cornerback than that that I see in the NFL right now. Bobby Taylor was gigantic with long arms, and he was man. I don't know if you ever had to hit him because you're both on the same side of the ball. Bob, Bobby Taylor could bring it. Man, listen, Troy. Al, like you're, you're talking about like being in the game, and, and I'd be like, "Hey, yo, man, I need some covers. I'm trying to get there." And they'd be like, "We got you." Yeah. And and that's that's a different thing when you can lock everybody up and just play defense because they got they got the coverage. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And and I hear people like, "Listen, this is the defense of town. People love their defenses." And and when you have a defense out there that you look you think is playing soft, they're playing soft for a reason. Well, let's also not forget, Avante Maddox missed a lot of time second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, that we always say, well, play more man. Well, it's not just Bradbury and Slay. You know, most teams play three wide receivers, right? So Josiah Scott playing man, is right. any – do we want that? I don't I, – we <laughs> no. say it. I don't think we you actually don't, want, you don't it. want that. You don't no. want that smoke. Well, plus, and, and listen, Marcus Epps has done a nice job, but it's not like their safeties are the ilk of Doc or even, frankly, the Malcolm Jenkins, right. Rodney McLeod. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has missed yeah. time, too. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. All right, Twitter poll question of the day. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm, I'm looking forward to this today. Uh, Twitter poll question of the day brought to us by PI Dental Center. Your, your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. So yesterday, guys, we were trying to assess, through the help of the callers, the best theme song ever. From movies, mm. TV shows, it can be from the world of sports. got to be what you call a theme song. And we had, um, we had about 20 really good answers, and there was no way we could pick. So we said, we're going to turn it into a poll today. We narrowed it down to 12 choices. We're going to have four in the 10 o'clock hour, four in the 11, four in the 12. That's 12. And then we're going to put the final three that win against each other in the 1 o'clock hour. So mm -hmm. I want to play the audio of the four that are going to be the 10 o'clock in the running here. We'll close this out. 
in the 11 o'clock hour. Here are the four, and we're going to start, again, think in terms of which of these four is the best theme song. We'll see which advances to the finals. We start, and we go back to the 1980s and the great television show Cheers. All right, we'll keep these short. Gives you a little, gives you a little taste. I mean, like they're all haymakers. So we're gonna keep these short here. And just all right. Next, we go to the '90s. We're talking Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now this is a story all Tremendous. Tremendous. All right. So you got Fresh Prince. Then we go to movies. From the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s to the 2020s, uh, Harrison Ford himself as Indiana Jones. All right, and finally, I see Rich has got a smile on his face. I think he might be thinking that one. And then finally, we go to the world of sports, and it only happens once every, well, I was going to say four years, but now it's every two years. And it's, uh, it goes back to ancient Greece, and we took it over uh, years ago, and it's that uh, thing where the whole world calls the Olympics. So in, in getting this, I, I found something out. What's that? Do you know who wrote this? I mean, this is a haymaker. Do you know man. who wrote this? So it's someone famous, obviously. Who came up on the show yesterday. John Williams wrote it's it? John Williams! You've got to be kidding wow. John Williams! How about it? John Williams wrote everything. All right, so... Poll results will be next hour, but Joe, I'm curious, which of those four do you think should win? So I, I'm basing my answer on kind of the goosebumps. You, I, you get like a feeling when you hear yeah. those songs. Yep. It's the last two that got me the most. Maybe it's just because I heard the more, obviously the Olympics we just had on recently. Yep. I would go Indiana Jones. Or the, I would go the Indiana Jones. Or Olympics too. I'm not, uh, I was thinking cheers. I was thinking cheers when I heard that. <laughs> I used to, I used to listen to that. I used to watch that all the time. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking cheers. All right, well, look, poll result will happen coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll also introduce the next four while these guys are in here with us. we got a lot to do, including your phone calls. Ruben Amaro joins us today uh, at 1120 and phone calls throughout. Joe DeCamera and uh, John Ritchie with Hugh Douglas and Joe Giglio on 94 WIP. Hey, guys, the NFL playoffs are obviously heating up. Divisional round starts in a couple days. And with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, uh, every play is a rush. New customers, you can join today. And you can bet the divisional round with $150 in free bets guaranteed. That's an amazing deal. That is when you place your first $5 bet. Think about that. A $5 bet, like you can look at Philly and New York, $5 bet, and you'll get $150 in free bets guaranteed. That's when you sign up using promo code HAMMER. And that's why you should use promo code HAMMER to sign up with FanDuel Sportsbook, which has an awesome app. America's number one sportsbook. All your favorite bets, all the different ways to bet from money line to point spread to player props and more. Plus, you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday with same-game parlays. The app, as I said, is awesome. Easy to navigate from game to game, league to league, to lock in with what you want with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP. So size up the divisional round of the playoffs and lock it in using promo code HAMMER to make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook official, sportsbook partner of the NFL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.